0: Greetings, everyone. And before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, anger is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Car Review. And while I realize you don't hear the humbling of V8, and that's because, well, I'm actually off this week. I was on vacation, and I damn well enjoyed it down in South Dakota because it's the most beautiful place to be. I, well, love it out there. Anyway, so I got my weekly issue of Motor Trend this week, and it came to my realization that there was a car that I hadn't reviewed yet. Well, I haven't reviewed a lot of cars, but one recently that made a big splash that I hadn't reviewed. One from a car that I will never be able to afford, most of us probably won't. Because it costs $3 million to make, and there's only 112 of them. That is the Lamborghini Countach. Now, in case you didn't remember, and I'm sure most of you already do if you do are into cars... The Lamborghini Countach was probably the most recognizable, well, supercar ever built. It is, well, the car that basically hung on every single ten-year-old's wall when they were my age, or any age for that matter. It was an iconic car because of its just sheer hubris and brilliance. Now let's get one thing straight, the Countach was never the best handler, most powerful, or let's face it, even the best car in general, even for its time. But what it made up for was just sheer hubris. And at the end of the day, that's what made it special. It didn't try to be something it wasn't. It realized it wasn't the best car in the world, because... You no. Know, it was the 80s. There was no good cars. But what in fact remained the same about the Countach, Well, it was not the best car. It just looked brilliant going down the road. I mean, it was visually stunning to look at. And every single poster I ever had in some fiery red color that made the old giant wing and... Giant hood scoops and scoops here and there, and sharp body lines, just all the better. But one thing has changed in the years, and that is car design has become a little mundane. So when Lamborghini announced the the Countach, people were both excited and very nervous. You see, while the Countach is a special car, it holds a special place in people's hearts as well. People didn't want their memories ruined, as, well, anybody who's listened to my Trailblazer review would know how it can go horribly wrong. Well, they recently took it to a couple shows. They had the new Countach out. And while I can't say it's a bad-looking Lamborghini, is it a Countach? It is not. No, it is not. Simply put, the car first off just in the color pictures that shows everywhere. It's in some freaking white color. Which, I mean, why? Why white? Of all the colors you could have chose. Why on your God's earth would you choose white? The car originally was in some fiery red. Every color I've seen it was in red or yellow or some weird-ass color. This is just plain white. But that's all besides the point. While the car has sharper lines, interesting body styles, and a couple of nods to the original Countach like some rear taillights and some hood louvers and that, the fact is, it's not that much recognizable. It's not much different than an Aventador, let's face facts here. The car tries very hard to be something it's not. They slapped the Countach label on it and put a couple sharper lines and sure the front end looks a bit different but other than that, it's just a Lamborghini Countach. It's nothing really special. I mean, it puts out a damn fine good amount of power from its 6.5 liter V12, but that being said, it's just it's just nothing special. The Countach never really was a sports car. While this may have great handling, brilliant power, and just sheer brilliance and the interior may freaking blow the doors off any other car today, the fact is, is that it's just it's nothing special. It just kind of blends in with every other Lamborghini Aventador on the road, and it's supposed to be a Kondos for Christ's sake. If you had to sacrifice a little bit of speed and a little bit of power and a little bit of things to put that giant ass wing on it and this huge ass hood scoops, I don't think anybody would care. The window scoops just fricking made the car. And yes, they added window scoops in that, but they just—they're just, they're lacking. They're not pronounced. They're just kind of blended in with the car. Overall, it's just a bit of a disappointment. And to be honest, I didn't really expect much. Let's face it, the only car company I've seen so far been able to produce a car from their past, well, successfully at all, was the Bronco so far. Most companies are falling flat on their face, you can just ask Chevy about that. Anyways, that's my review of a bit of the Countach. Um I don't really have much else to say about it, it's the first gen car, so it's a little bit difficult to get into that. Anyways, so in other news, let's get on to two little bits for me. As I mentioned, I got my Motor Trend issue. And while this isn't really necessary news, I just thought I'd point out an article in the newest edition of Motor Trend. And that was a comparison between the Jeep and Wrangler. And if in case you didn't know, I did a recent review of that. And I was right. Yes, the article pretty much said what I stated. While the Bronco does have its cooler body lines and that because it's brand new. And the fact that it's got a bunch of gizmos up to the wazoo. Fit and finish is severely lacking in the car and it has a few issues off the bat. And they put the Wrangler as the number one choice. Take that. So I was right. Yeah, whoa! I'm excited. Anyways, so in other probably more pressing news, the first official photos and other info info information anyways, info of the 2022 Toyota Tacoma came out. Now this is Toyota's flagship pickup, or pretty much his only pickup at this point. And uh, it's basically designed to compete with the now incredibly popular Ram F-150, the Ford F-150, and the, well, Chevy Silverado. And let's just say it didn't exactly take advice from Ford or Ram. It went the Chevy route. You see, one gripe I have about the Chevy Silverado is its massive front end. It's like a frickin' snowplow out the front end. It's just huge. It's it's unreasonable. It's ridiculous. So Toyota said, hmm. That looks like a shitty design, let's copy that. So they came up with an even larger, more ridiculous front end than even they did. The whole freaking thing is like one gaping mouth open fish. It's like a giant bass. I'm gonna call this the bass pickup, the bass truck. That's what it is. It's like a giant bass mouth gaping open, just ready to swallow something. And while I guess cars and trucks and that are supposed to be intimidating nowadays, it's just kind of weird looking, it's just wonky. There's no other way to describe the thing, it's just odd. I don't know who designed this thing or why or what genius thought it would be a good idea, but uh, yeah, it's weird looking. I haven't got any pictures of the interior yet, but that's from the outside appearance. Uh, I'm unimpressed. Um, Also news is that they're gonna be going to a more hybrid V6 system or just a V6 system similar to what Ford did. Um, Probably not the worst idea, I guess, but I mean, I always like a V8, why I like the Ram trucks better. For a final little bit of news from Rolls Royce. Yeah, we're gonna continue in the expensive route. See, Rolls-Royce has announced a new Spectre it will be coming out in 2023. And more importantly, this Spectre will be all-electric. Yep. we we'll are continuing on the electric train. I see why, because the government's... But, that being said, I kind of wonder how this is going to be. Rolls-Royce is already expensive enough as hell. As is, I mean, you're talking cars that are upwards of half a million to a million dollars just for sedans. Nothing special, nothing f- speedy or anything. So on the electric price tag on the thing, and I can only imagine the price tag that's going to come with this car, not including the odd-ass wonky charging points that you're going to have to install on this ridiculously overpriced car. Anyways, I realize this is a bit of a short episode. I apologize for that. My recording schedule is a little thrown off with this vacation I'm on, but that being said, I still appreciate it if you're listening. Anyways, this has been a Drunken Car Review. Next week, we are going to be doing... Well, a car, I'm a bit disappointed in the naming of the Ford Maverick. Why in God's name do they choose the Maverick? I mean, all people know it's from this freaking ass Vegas and shitty Mavericks competing for crappiest car of the year. Why did Ford choose the Maverick? What kind of car or truck will it be? Well, we'll, do, we'll be doing a car review of that in the next episode. So join us on another drunken car review. Have a wonderful day and a wonderful night.